Podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On this episode of Missing the Point, it's the Boston Celtics trade deadline special. While we know Danny Ainge most likely won't make any moves of substance at the 2021 NBA trade deadline, we look at the latest rumors connecting the Celtics to players like the Orlando Magic's forward Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier, and Sacramento Kings forward Harrison Barnes. Will the Celtics be able to improve their roster as we head full steam towards the NBA playoffs, or will they tread water and try to sneak into the playoff with a fringe roster? And hey, why are we so protective of Brad Stevens? This is Missing the Point, episode 47. But it's all relative. Welcome into another edition of Missing the Point. I am your host, Michael Marcangelo, joined alongside by the real BK Bob Kelly and the Hollywood Wale Rayshon Buchanan. And today we are talking about the Boston Celtics trade rumors and the absolute shit missile of a season that they are in the midst of so far. So just to paint the picture, as it currently stands right now, they sit at the number eight seed in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to open it up to Rayshon first. Rayshon has been equally as, let's say, I'd say some people would say negative. I would say, as, you know, he's been very impartial about the Celtics since their playoff disaster last year. Rayshon, 21 and 22, as negative as you were about them and addressing the flaws that you knew that they had, are they worse than you thought they would be? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially when they started, you know, seven and three to start the year. And, you know, I felt like we were pretty, really, we were feeling pretty good. You know, Bob was getting a million likes on Instagram about his Payne Pritchard post. You know, you can go back and check that on our Instagram page and, you know, I'm missing the point. But it, it was unbelievable how how much things have changed drastically since then. So whether it's, you know, Tatum getting COVID, you know, Kemba not starting off the season, and then Kemba coming back but not playing back-to-backs. Brad Stevens essentially, you know, having like the monster still his coaching ability all of a sudden. So we didn't get that as a Space Jam reference. But it, it was just like, it's, it's unbelievable how much they have fallen from, you know, really from prominence and I mean, I'm at a point now where I'm just ready for a change. So if it's a major shakeup, I'm here for it. And that, and this is a quote unquote hot take, but I'm ready to trade whoever. And I have not said that in a while. I'm ready to trade whoever. Whoever, whoever wants to be here and actually play and play hard and play with it and do what it do what's required, excuse me, to do what's required of being in this city. We gotta have people that take it seriously. And right now, I don't know if there's anybody on this team. That, that takes it seriously and really wants to win. So, you know, Bobby, what, what about you, brother? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, man. So I compare it. So when you say that major shakeup, 
I've been thinking about this, and the major shakeup that needs to happen is this reminds me a lot of, I forget, it was a 2011, 2012 Red Sox, where they had all the talent in the world, man. They had everything, but they just, something was wrong. You know what I mean? It was just off. There there was things just not going right with the team. They were mismanaged. There's so many things. And Bobby and Valentine had, as a manager. Bobby, well, yeah, that'll do it. That'll right. do it. But, but yeah. we had to trade yeah. serious talent just because we needed to shake things up. You know what I mean? We needed to get big names out of this roster and big guys out of here just to change the chemistry, just to change what's happening. And I really do feel like we're getting to that point because I'm being honest. I can't even watch the Celtics anymore. I legitimately can't watch this team anymore. They're so frustrating to watch. And you guys know me. I'm a basketball purist. I love watching that good basketball. I literally sat down and watched college basketball for the last 72 straight hours but I can't watch a single Celtics game. That's how bad it's gotten. It, it, it's brutal, man. It's so bad. So I, I think when you think about it, right, because Ray, you mentioned that they, they did have a really good start. They have since January, January was the last calendar month that they posted a winning record and they were seven and six in February. They were seven and nine. Currently they're four and five, right? What, what is it? Because if, if you're asking me just as a basketball fan with eyes, they're not listening to Brad because I want to say that, yeah, Brad is, is part of the problem. And he, sure he is. So is Danny. But at the end of the day, don't you have to have pride as a player, as a professional basketball player to go out there and to show up in the fourth quarter of games? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like we just said, see, we said we were going to agree. We just said the same exact <laughs> thing. That's perfect. No, it, it, what it comes down to is like what, what we talked about with Dan Shaughnessy either in a future or past episode. I'm not sure what it'll be at this point, but good recall. It, <laughs> but so, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just the softness of this team. You know what I mean? Like that's the big thing that stands out about this team is how soft they are. And when it comes down to it, when it's not checking time, their nuts absolutely vanish. And when it comes to the Brad thing is like, they're not, I don't even know if it's, they're not listening to Brad, or if it's that they don't, yeah, I guess it's not they're listening to Brad. I was going to say they don't have faith in what he's saying anymore, but that's the same thing. So, yeah, no, they're not listening to him whatsoever. I mean, you really think Brad's telling Tatum and Brown to go out there and just take turns and play hero ball? But that, but that, okay, so that's, but that's what bothers me that there's fans out here that really believe that shit. That's what really grinds, you know, it, that really grinds my gears. That's what gets me upset. Right, you think Peter he's Griffin. out here saying this shit? It's like, yeah, it's like, come come on, right? <laughs> nah, no, but it's, it's like, come come on, come on. You know, finally I get a reference. I know, I, I, don't worry, Craig, I'll get better with future on my Ray, promise. man, but you <laughs> have been like, on un- fire with references so far. It's, 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 like it's, un- yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like I said, I, I can't even... Yeah, I, I can't even put words in, and you know, I can't even give full sentences at this moment. But I want to make a point to. I think Mike brought it up, but if he didn't, whatever, I'll bring it up now. <laughs> this team kind of reminds me of the early Pearson Walker days. So obviously, that team didn't. I mean, that team was like thirty six to forty six in the old the two thousand or one season. Then again, Pearson did get stabbed, and you know, he came back a few games later, which is insane. So once again, get tougher. This man has this man stabbed, and still got stabbed nine times, and still averaged twenty five a game. These these guys <laughs> get a get a sprained wrist, and they're out for six weeks. But don't get me started. You know, so that's a whole other conversation uh, for another day. But that was a team that was kind of climbing. 
And then, you know, they got the 0102 season. I think they go 49 to 33. They make the conference finals. You know, they go through Philadelphia. They beat Detroit, you know, two teams that won 50 games that year. But then Danny Ainge comes in like a year or two later. And the first thing he does is ships out Antoine. And I remember like, man, what are you doing? You should, you to should Dallas, out. right? Dallas? Yeah. It, or to Atlanta. But yeah, it might have been, yeah, it might have no, been it Dallas. No, it was Dallas for Rafe. Yeah, for Rafe. Rafe LaFrance. Yeah. <laughs> Rafe, uh, oh God, I, you know, I'm not going to go down, but yeah, that was all that was so bad. But I, I remember being pissed and I'm just like, but you know what, Danny, I remember being pissed at that, but I want you to, I want you to give back to that moment. I, I want you to have balls to say, we're going to trade the second best player. So if that's the case. You have to trade Jalen Brown. Hey, then, then do it. Don't do it for so, Rafe LaFrance. So, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, of course not, for, not, for, yeah, not for Rafe LaFrance, obviously, but I'm saying like, if that's, we talked about it off the air. If that takes you getting a John Collins back and you get, you know, Bogdanovich or you trade to get Vucevic and, and, and Aaron Gordon, then who knows? Maybe you have to do that. But you, something has to happen. And once again, I know this sounds, that sounds off the wall. So for those that when you listen to this and you think I'm out of my mind, that's fine. We thank you for listening. But it's just like something, like I said, something has to happen. But like I said, this really reminds me of, those, that, of that early 2000 Celtics team that had two all-stars, that had decent talent around them. Kenny Walker, I mean, Kenny Walker, so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm still thinking old school. Huh. Kenny Anderson, you know, what was our quote-unquote Kemba, you know, an older guy, you know, who didn't have, who was basically on his last leg, so to speak. And, you know, they, they didn't have much around them and they found a way to get to the conference finals. But like I said, a shakeup has to happen. And, and, and if it doesn't happen, you know, you know, some heads need to roll. Is Aaron Gordon enough? So the, the Celtics right now, are, they look like they look like they are the front runners uh, in the Gordon sweepstakes. Uh, I, I'm just quoting an article from CBSSports.com, not a sponsor or an affiliate. A source with knowledge of the Gordon talk said the Celtics have indeed put two first round picks on the table and that the framework of the deal would also include Magic Guard and free agent Evan Fournier heading to the Celtics. This means that Marcus Smart is gone too. If that trade right now, if you can do it, do you do it? Yeah, yes, <laughs> but... Bless you. I know I'm allergic to the bullshit too. Yeah. Oh, God, man. But no, it's it's, it's, it's uh, no, it's amazing. Yeah, I would do it. The only the only thing I'm I'm nervous about, I mean, maybe clearly Bobby's nervous too because he, he just sneezed on 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 the show. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know Fournier at 17 for the rest of the year, and he's a free agent. And then Aaron Gordon is at 18 million a year for the next two years. So I guess you're taking off 48 just to get Gordon in that regard. But my thing is, do you envision Fournier to be a long term? you know, part of the team. If so, then yeah, you, you definitely do it. But at this moment, I know Danny's all about control. And if he can get somebody that's controlled for at least another year or two and, you know, get them into the program, get them into the system and kind of see how things are random in Boston, then we'll see. But I mean, just from a talent standpoint, yeah. I mean, I would look at the Fournier deal and I have to say this to the Boston Celtics faithful, but I'm a part of it. I, I, I love each and every one of you. Well, not all of you, because some of you on Twitter are, are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but once again, we still thank you for listening though and, and retweeting at us at underscore MC. But it's crazy how people don't want to let go of Marcus Smart. And once again, I get it. He should embody what the city is about. Playing hard, playing good defense, and really just a stand-up guy. He's our Pedroia. Pedroia was like that for a number of years. You know, someone that was hard-nosed, hardcore, was never the best player on the Red Sox, but someone you're like, okay, you look at that, if you if you ask somebody who embodies the the, the Red Sox, who embodies Boston? And it's like, oh, number 15 for Joy. Like that, that is the guy. When you look at the Celtics, number 36, Marcus Smart, that's who embodies Boston. But now when you're 0 for 21 in clutch time from three-pointer and you're still shooting it like you're like you're Reggie Miller in clutch time, it's a joke. 
And, you know, it's sad. So at this moment in time, it may be time for him to go and some other people to go. So Romeo Layfoot can go. But Jeff T, you know, he came off a great game last night against Memphis. As we're recording this on a Tuesday night, he had a great game in Memphis. He was phenomenal. But once again, his ass can go too. Anybody that's really not named Jalen Brown or, or Jason said, even though I talked about Jalen Brown can go, like, if you have to keep those two, duh, like no one's going to say no to keeping those two, but everybody else can go. Danny could go, but Grossberg can go. Steve Halyuka could go. Mike Gorman can go. Yeah, Mike Gorman can go. I'm joking. No, Mike yeah, Gorman, no, no, Mike Gorman, you're great. Got me. it. No, you, yeah. you know, you're, you're great, Mike Gorman. I'm sorry. You're the best. But the got it, man. Like, I could never live without yeah, yeah. the got it. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Whoever, whoever's associated can go. Austin A's, everybody can go. See you later. I'm done. Over. I'm sick. I'm when sick it comes it. to Aaron Gordon, okay, so I'm not against trading Marcus Smart. I'm really not. Aaron Gordon and, and Fournier are not the right guys to be trading Marcus Smart for, okay? If it's just, if the Celtics are not going to make a move to me, it needs to be for a scorer. It needs to be for a wing. Um, someone that can score and play defense. And I just don't see Aaron Gordon being that dynamic scorer. He's, he's good, but I don't think he's good enough to give up the intangibles that Smart brings you. I think that there's, I, I, I oh, go the route that you said. No, I, so listen, I, like I said, I'm not against trading Marcus Smart. All right. The over 21s, I'm all set with that. I really am. But Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon's going to shoot two for 10 from inside the arc. So it's like, what nope, are we he, really he trading? He shoots 40% from three. He shoots 40% from Does, three. He shoots 40% I, we, from three now since yes, when? Yes. All right, check all right. his numbers. I didn't He's know that. 14.7 rebounds, 40% from three. Bring his ass here. Come <laughs> on to Boston. I will come get you from Logan Airport myself, Eric Gordon. Please. Okay, so so instead of Fournier then, there's so I was going to go no, to I, someone I, else in the match. Not just one. We need both. I like Terrence both. Ross. I love Terrence Ross, man. I think Terrence Ross yeah. is would be a great player on this team. I think he'd be exactly what they need. He can come in and give you 12 points off the bench instantly. He shoots the three right at 36% clip, a little worse than Gordon, which I didn't fucking realize. Since when can Aaron Gordon shoot? Is that recent? Is that this year he developed that or the past yeah, year? It's, it's this year. And I'm, this I'm, year. I'm, okay. here, I'm here for it. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I'm not crazy then. He couldn't shoot before this year, though, right? This is like, I don't know. He's, he's, got, he's gotten better. I mean, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but because I had been doing the research, as Mike brought up to us having this idea before, I was just saying that, you know, yeah, like, okay, like, yeah, he, he shoots 40%. Like, that to me is a no brainer. And to me, he's, he's what. You know, he's Blake Griffin 2.0, right? He could, Obviously, we know from Slam Dunk Contest, he could jump out the building. And this team lacks athleticism. Like, it just they just do. Agreed. So they, they Agreed. need a guy. They, they need a guy that can jump out the building out, outside of Rod Williams. Because you imagine if those guys are at the oh rim my. and you're saying, okay, and then now you can spread out Tatum, Brown, whoever, and you're throwing the lob up to Rod Williams and Aaron Gordon. So now you can actually get points to the paint and not give up 80 like you did to Memphis on Monday night. All right, yeah, you convinced me. You convinced me. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, let's yeah, it, but I mean, I do like the Terrence Ross would be good too. But I know Fournier is another wing. He's also, he's like, he's about six, seven, I think. Another one that can shoot. He's going to get you a 15 to 16 a game as well. So, between those two guys, that's 30 points there between them, right? But this, this team just needs to, they need to add as much talent as possible. So, the starting five, you know, newsflash Celtics fans, the starting five really wasn't a problem. It's the bench. The bench sucks. The bench it blows. Bad. It's yeah. trash. But Stutter, whatever language you want to use, it's car. It's, 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 it's insane. So they need to add to the bench. I love Peyton Pritchett. He's really the only viable option I can really think of off the bench. Teague is not the answer. I mean, like I said, obviously, Time Lord, Time Lord, you know, he's become uh, really a, 
a staple of the team. So I, I love to see his progress. But, you know, the rest of those guys, like, you know, Neesmith doesn't play enough. Romeo Laneford has as many minutes as I do this year. He's at zero. It's a joke. I'm trying to think, who, who, who else? You know, ta- okay, and ta- Taco Fall. Okay, Dave, D- DK, I love you, big dog. You, I know you're going to be mad at me for saying this because I know you got mad at me in our group chat when I said this. Taco Fall is a sideshow right now. He's mm-hmm. a sideshow. He's only in there when the Celtics are getting smacked or they're smacking someone else. So there's got to be something in the middle. Because even, you know, even, you know, Bobby's boy, Brad Stevens gets on there. Uh, I forget what game it was. It had to be about two or three games ago when they were talking about kind of changing the pace. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're coming to think of it now. You know, I think I should have put Taco earlier. You fucking think? You think? And I, and I, I don't even swear like that. So that's how you know I'm upset. I, I don't swear like that on the show. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You think that you should have – maybe I should have put him in the game. Yeah, because he's on a freaking team, Brad. What are, what are we doing? The fact that he's sitting on a bench like me when, when games matter is a problem. It's a problem. Even on my one foot, I'm tripping somebody. I'm holding somebody. I'm doing something to make sure that we either win the game or, like, be just be competitive. Be smart, Brad. Like, be the guy that got you this job. But the problem is you've been a horseshoes coach ever since Butler, ever since Gordon Hayward missed those two shots back then. You come here, you're an almost doesn't count type of guy. That's the problem. You're all about horseshoes. I said, I'm, I'm calling you horseshoes from now on. It's no longer Brad Stevens. <laughs> horseshoes <laughs> is, is a almost it, 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 horseshoes is a problem. Horseshoes has to go. I'm done. Yeah, Get out. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Horseshoes. Go go back to Indiana. Go back to Bloomington. And 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 be Bobby Knight Jr. Well, you never be Bobby Knight Jr. because you're not going. You're not going to throw. Chairs. throw it, you, know, you might throw some. He might throw a chair table. so it lands under his struggling player's butt to sit down lightly and take a nice seat on the bench, and he can tap him on the back and be like, "It's okay." I know you got a 1.4 GPA, big guy, but you're going to turn it around tomorrow. You're going to turn it around. Listen, guy, you're, you our that, you're, you're our guy. You are our guy. Okay, guy. he's our guy. Oh, gosh. We ride or die so with bad. Kemba, baby. Ride or die with Kemba. Yeah. Oh God! Oh, so Ray, makes me Ray, sick. just mm. remember your pressure points, dude. Wusa, okay? Like that was a lot. Now, Goose Raba. Now, I got, I got, I got some blood pressure pills in the back. That was awesome. That was not a, Listen, yeah, not a sponsor. It's a joke. Uh, now, Bobby. Yeah. Ray just said a lot. <laughs> a lot. And everything that he said, I believe, is fundamentally true. So I'm going to ask you this question. If they do pull off uh, the move in, for Gordon and even include the, the individual that you mentioned, it was eight minutes ago and it was – I don't remember who it was. But if they do that, is that transformational enough of a move to bring them back to even where they were last year? Or would they just be making a trade to make a trade at this point? So I feel like it could be. So the more I thought about it and the more I looked up more about Aaron Gordon here, I loved Aaron Gordon coming out of college. And this Things is if they do get him, they could go back to the defenses that we saw with the Celtics that made them so special, where anyone could switch on anyone. Anyone can cover anyone. There is no one, two, three, four, five. It's just five guys on the court. You cover who you can cover. And that's when the Celtics were at their best. You look back at the teams with like, you know, last year with our run up into the Eastern Conference Finals, the year before, where literally every single person on the floor could switch to anyone and it wasn't a defensive matchup or it wasn't a defensive mismatch. And that's what Aaron Gordon would bring. I don't know if it would bring him to compete with the Nets because the Nets to me are by far and away the best team. Don't even worry about the Nets right now. The season ends today. You play Philadelphia as it's currently constituted. Do you beat them? No, no. <laughs> not even no. close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. So not even close. Not, let's not even worry about the Nets. Not even close. 
But bringing these guys in doesn't, I, I don't even think bringing those guys in makes us beat the Sixers either. If Embiid is healthy. If Embiid is healthy. You have they to. Have to. You have yeah, to do something. Have. You cannot keep, you cannot punt on the season. You know, you cannot be Jake Bailey in this moment. I guess we don't have, there's no all like, pros coming It's like I in. said a couple weeks that. ago. So we're, we can't do this bullshit anymore. We no, can't I know. be fed I, the I, same I, shit night and night out. Like something's got to happen. I agree with whether you. it's Aaron Gordon, whether it's someone, something needs to change. Because I'm not watching. I'm not watching this team on the floor anymore. I'm literally not watching them. So something's got to change. I agree with you. And we played Milwaukee twice this week. Oh, on average, they probably would beat our ass by twenty at least each night. <laughs> Take take that for data. The thing like, is, though, they, they'll beat us by twenty at least every, both nights, Wednesday night and Friday. They're gonna beat our ass. It's it's gonna be out of control. The thing is, though, is like I don't know if they will because that's not the way the Celtics team rolls. Is when it comes to a team that's good, <laughs> they play like the team that we think they can beat. But when it comes to shitty teams, that's when we see this bullshit. And 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 they're so soft. They are the epitome of playing to your opponent because we've seen them beat some of the better teams in the league, but we've also seen them lose to some pitiful basketball teams. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be shocked. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'll be shocked. I, I like to me, if, if they, if the score is one fourteen to one Oh two, like I'll be happy. Cause that means they didn't get completely thrashed. Like it's like, it's, it's a joke. Like, I mean, Joe was laughing about it the other night with me when we was talking about, I said, I'll lose by 20. And then Joe so subtly wrote, Oh, they lost by seven. I'm like, well, thanks Joe. <laughs> and I feel so much better. They lost by seven points. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's a joke. It's a joke. Like I no longer expect them to win a game. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like, so if they went 21 and 51, I wouldn't be shocked because it's just like, I don't expect them like this team. And they brought it up on the broadcast. Um, Once again, we're not a part of that, but you know, they want to hire us. Hey, we're, we're available. If <laughs> I, I actually believe that Scal Gorman, you know, not for because for- Forsberg is like the Bobby of that show. Forsberg really, he, he he's so optimistic about the Southern. It's just like, dude, like just write your articles and just stay out the way. Like they suck. Admit that they suck, Forsberg. It's okay. It's okay to say that they're trash. It's okay. Um, like, but he's like, you know, they, we, you know, gotta gotta stay, gotta stay the course, gotta do this, and you can't trade Marcus Smart. No, Chris Forsberg, you can. And I'm gonna write to you on Twitter again, like I did yesterday, about them being trash, and I'm gonna keep writing to you until they let go of Marcus Smart. I just had to get that off my chest. But yeah, man, listen, man, I, I don't expect this team to win any game. Like, I think teams really can. This is my point. I want to say because I forgot it that quickly. But huh. team teams are coming in. And I, like you said, I'm saying a lot, Mike. I'm talking a lot, but I'm, I'm back, baby. I love I'm, it. I've been out of it, but I'm back. So I'm uh, getting better than ever. But anyways, teams are coming into the fourth quarter, whether they're down 10 or up 10, and they're saying it's over. Think about what I just said, you know, public that's listening to the show, as you're listening to this, to, to our wonderful voices. They're down 10 or up 10, and teams are saying it's over. We got this. That's insane. That's wild. That should never happen. It's pro- that should never. It's happen. actually probably more likely that if the Celtics are up by ten at the start of the fourth quarter, the opposing team feels better about the outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's either way. It's either way, and that's comical. That's sad. <laughs> that's sad. As a team, a team, a team could be down ten or up ten, just like well, they're, they're not going to play defense in the fourth. That's what Scott brought up during the broadcast. He said teams know they're not going to defend in the fourth. It's almost like okay, well, cool. We kept we entertained the fans for three quarters. All right, we, we could lose by twenty now. Like I told someone the other night, I, I forget which game it was. I went to the bathroom. They was down two. I went to the bathroom. I come out. They're down one hundred five to ninety six. I said, "What? In a matter of forty five seconds? 
are you kidding me? And my, and I go to the bath, I grab water, I sit back down with my one leg. You know, y'all know I'm hobbling around right now. So, and I'm like, I said, damn, I, I'm like, I'm a lot, I'm lost for words. I said, you were just down one. You were just down one. And it was like, all right, it's over. We quit. <laughs> like this, this, it's a joke. It's on you, horseshoes. It's your fault. Horseshoes. This is your fault, horseshoes. You get there and you missed it by that much. Just like that old commercial. You missed it by that much. So gotta be I don't want to interrupt your, your I don't want to interrupt your, your, your audition reel, <laughs> Ray, because this is fantastic. But my question uh, as, as to why they would do they make a move now? My que- I, I here's my real question. Do you trust Danny more in, in a trade in season or or off season? Do you trust his ability to to acquire talent during the season more or after the season's over? Because name besides IT, he's never, ever, ever hit on a transformational. I, I guess that's a that's a bad word to use. As a, he's never hit an elite player midseason, so I don't like I don't know. If that anything, if you, yeah. If anything, the deal he made backfired on him. The oh, the one big deal he's made since he's been here backfired on him with Jeff Green for Kendrick, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah, the, the right, exactly. That was bad too. Well, no, okay. I can't believe I'm about to defend Horseshoes 2.0 because he, he's also Horseshoes. Well, no, he won. He he brought his championship here. No, sorry, he's not Horseshoes. So, no, he won here. But Danny saw the way the league was trending, and he said, "Okay, guys like Perk, they're not going to be around much longer." And he was right. He was right. But before the chemistry of that team, of that particular team that still won 56 games, because people forget that, they just think the season was over. That team still won 56 games in 2010, 2011. And then Dwayne Wade as ass broke Rondo's arm and that ended the series. But once again, we'll talk about that on Bobby's championship rewrap at some point. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. But it was unbelievable how, how that went. But he, was, he wasn't wrong. But like Mike said, it was the timing of it. Like it, it messed up the chemistry. But to, to this day, the best in-season trade he's had, well, really two. One was actually bringing back Antoine Walker. Yep. He, he did that. And then two, and I actually, I had his jersey back in the day. My guy, Ricky Davis. I remember Ricky. That was my guy. Love Ricky Davis. I mean, Tommy Heisey couldn't stand him, God rest his soul. But Ricky Davis was my guy. I loved Ricky. It's unfortunate I mean, that, you know, he didn't do much here, but I, I, that was my guy. A few, a few, a few correspondents on the, on, on the competing network loved Ricky Davis, but that was my question. What I was telling you, what I was asking was, so trader, or not trader. Danny can't re- has never really hit, has never really hit midseason. So now knowing that you have you have, I th- I think you have a chance. We know that they're not going to go far in the playoffs, right? There's actually even a chance that they could really really fall below the threshold to make the playoffs. So for me, I, like, what what do you do? D- do you wait and just say, listen, we're just gonna we're just gonna blow this whole thing up in the offseason when we can. When he has more time to do it, or do you go and say, "Yeah, Aaron Gordon, come on in," and then you, because I think what what the worst case scenario is, is you pull off a trade like that and you finish thirty seven and thirty five. I mean, but that's still better than what we would have thought they were like. I, I'm thinking they're gonna go. I'm I'm thinking they go twenty one and fifty one. So thirty seven <laughs> and thirty five would be phenomenal. And I know that sounds outlandish. I know that sounds crazy. And someone will listen to this and comment and say he's out of his mind. That's fine. Once again, we're still thank you for listening. I don't think that you can't not, even if it's a smaller trade, like I, I told y'all off the air about Norman Powell, like even you get someone like Norman Powell, like you, you have to do something, even if it's incremental. That, I, that IT trade back in 2015, that was an incremental trade because that team was kind of on the, 
it was kind of up and down, up and down. They get IT, you know, he comes off the bench the first few games, and then you know, Brad insert him to the starting lineup and they, they take off, but, right? They get to the seventh seed. I mean, obviously they lost to Cleveland, but no one was being Cleveland when Braun coming back there and Kyrie and Kevin Love, but that that's what happened. So you have to do something like IT get that team a jolt. He has to find someone that's going to give this team a jolt. And maybe Aaron Gordon and, and Fournier, Aaron Gordon and Ross, you go get John Collins or you get a Norman Powell. Like you have to have someone that's going to say, okay, I'm playing like my life depending on it and not thinking that I arrived just because I made the conference finals throughout the last four years. And that's how Jalen and Jason look at times. That's what's going on. That's the problem. I think what I was going to say, and, and Bobby, I'll, I'll let you chime in here. Like that jolt that IT gave a team was a team with no expectations, with really no talent. That, that that they got they, they got a guy that turned out to be they turned out to be a pretty bona fide uh, superstar in Boston, right? Like it mm-hmm. he he had everything that he, he had it. He and you should have really built around him. Right now, what you're doing is you have a team full of talent that's just heading in the wrong direction. So, does yep. a midseason jolt, Bobby? Does it change things? Yeah, I mean, so it goes back to what me and Ray were saying on the last Celtics pod we did, where it's just right now. You have guys playing minutes that have no business playing the minutes and playing the significant roles that they're playing. Like the fact that we have Jeff Teague, Aaron Neesmith, Daniel Tice, and I do love Tice know, Grant Williams playing significant real minutes on this team is absolute garbage. So I, I completely agree with Ray where it's like something has to happen to take those guys down into the proper pecking order. Even if it's just bringing in Norman Powell, which I like it, it knocks down the pecking order so that way you actually have guys playing in the sixth, seventh, and eighth spot in your depth that can actually make an impact on the game. Because right now, there's not a single person that comes off the Celtics bench that I'm happy about. There's not one person except for Peyton Pritchard. He's the only one. Yeah, we know that. Right. But see, listen, I made it this far without talking about him. That's how upset I am about this team right now. It's like even Peyton (laughs) Pritchard isn't a light the end of the tunnel for me anymore because this team is just because and it's like brad doesn't even fucking play him like he should he plays teague over him he plays it's just mind-blowing to me what's happening the guys that are getting the minutes that they're getting so yes something needs to happen whether it's a buyout whether it's someone needs to come in here and be inserted into this rotation because right now the way it's going having guys that should be playing garbage time playing when it's 98 to 97 in the fourth quarter is not going to happen. It's not going to work. Grant Williams taking a shot with four minutes left in a game should never fucking happen in the NBA. Grant Williams should not, (laughs) he he should not be doing that. You know what I mean? Like if Grant Williams spots up and there's under five minutes left, I'm turning the TV off. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. No, but it's it's about it. Bobby, Bobby, calm down. Pressure points, big guy, pressure points. We'll saw it's, it's about experience. That's all that matters. It's about experience. Right. It's about experience. You, 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 it's about Yeah, it's about experience, you know? The young the young guys have to play. They have to get better, you know? And they they have to become one of Brad's guys. That's all it is. I just can't wait. They, the they have to be they have to be part, part of the horseshoe crew. I know I get it. You know, the, the horseshoe crew. Like to quote another mediocre coach that never won anything, you play to win the game, and they are not <laughs> playing to win at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh that uh, yeah dk when you listen to this bring back the nfl show but i'm ready for mike's ass now i'm ready for him we, we haven't done that we got to bring that back but yeah <laughs> yeah but i love that quote though because you do you play to yes. win so you understand that horseshoes <laughs> you play 
to win the game. You don't play to be up 97 to 96. But he likes what they did go. He likes what they did. Yeah. I like you know, what they did I, tonight. I, you know, they showed some you know, fire. Lost, they showed we, some we spirit. Lost, yeah. We lost by 90. Yeah, we lost by They six. showed some spirit. Right. <laughs> right. We lost by 90 points. But, you know, I mean, last week was eight. It was 96. So, you know, I think we're in a, we're heading in the right direction. But hey, listen, keep giving us content, Horseshoes. We appreciate you. You know, you're no longer the boy wonder. You're no longer the guy I want at the helm. You want him out. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, done. I yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You know, I'm over it. So so my thing is, and I know it's. Whoa. I know. I know Craig's Whoa. actually showing Whoa, up. Hold on. I know Craig's actually I'll here take... for a basketball show. So with, I feel like the NBA, like any other team, when you have players of the caliber that the Celtics have right now, you know. When when talks come up to like time to fire the coach, and are like, all right. And it seems like in Boston, can't yeah. fire Brad Stevens. Can't touch him. Can't well, touch him. Any other team in this league, they're like, all right, see. I, can't, I don't even know who the head coach of the Lakers are. I don't know who the head coach of the Nets are. But it seems like, uh, you know. This, you bet this your league. ass if they had two all-stars under the age of 25 and, and, and they were 21 and 22, you'd know their name because you'd read it on the four-letter network that they were just terminated and future endeavored. They will not do it here. And my hot take of the day, I've, although it might not be that, that hot of a take, Danny likes Brad because Brad lets Danny be Danny. Danny, I, I don't think Brad plays any part in, in trade negotiations or in any of that. Doc did. Danny did not like that. It got to a point where Doc wanted to you know, Bart Parcells. If it, it, like if you want him to cook the dinner, at least let him buy the groceries. Right? Same shit. I don't think Brad Stevens has any interest in in doing that. So it fits Danny Ainge's uh, narrative right now. But they're losing, and it's not working anymore. And he lost the room. You know who that sounds like? Sounds like the Dallas Cowboys to me. It sounds like Jason Garrett being the guy that he just sits there and says, yes, yes, yes. And guess that's why he's here. Craig, I couldn't agree. I don't think I've ever agreed with the basketball take you've had more in my entire life. Like that, <laughs> that was so spot on, bro, because uh, me, and Ray, me and Ray were talking about this. But li- literally, we were talking about this a few days ago, man. I texted you, Ray, and was like, listen, if Brad gets to the end of the season and, and, and he gets – and this is what we have, right? This is how it goes the rest of the year, everything like that. In my opinion, I was texting him, like, he has to be gone, right? It, to, to me, it just seems like, why is he, to me, it just seems like, why is he this golden calf? If, if, if this is the Lakers, if this is Milwaukee, if this is the Nets, if this is the Lakers or something like that, Miami, even Eric Spolster down there, who cares? It's the players right. you no, care I, about, I, not I the agree. coach. But no. here it seems like, oh, can't touch Brad it's Stevens. Brad Stevens, you can't, he's a basketball genius. Sorry to jump on you here, Ray, but I, again, this happened a lot tonight. I apologize. But I think it's because he knows that, that if Danny Ainge, if, if, if Ainge decides to blow it all up, Brad can get a better uh, response out of a team full of nobodies and, and make them watchable and likable and excel and develop them than he can with the team of all-stars. So it's really a win-win situation for Danny. Except it's not right now, right? If he can blow it up, Brad's going to outcoach them. He's going to he's going to make them outperform their potential and their talent. But if he ever wants to win a championship, he needs either the whole league needs to collapse in a season where you do not have the talent <clears throat> to beat teams, or you need to you need to remove Brad. But you you know you know what's crazy and I'm like we we just spent you know however minutes you know going in going off especially you know you're surely. 
But wouldn't it be the most Celtics thing for them to be an eighth seed and do what the Knicks did in 99 and make the finals as an eighth seed? Wouldn't it just be that? It would be totally Celtic just to come in there. We have an Allen Houston type moment when he hits the game winner over Tim Hardaway back in the day, which that's one of the best series of all time. If you go back and if you have time, you can watch that. But like, it would be the most Celtics thing to be an eighth seed, you know, just fight there. You're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting. And then, you know, you beat Philly as the one seed. You know, I don't know who they would play in the second round, but then you beat that team and then you find a way to get to the final. So that would be the most Celtics thing. I'd probably have no hair by then. Um, but it's just like, it's like oh my God, it's, it's, it's un- unbelievable. So yeah, I mean, horseshoes, I, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm at my wits end with you, horseshoes, but I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm pleading, I'm begging, whatever word you want to put with that. I just need something to happen. Like not, not next week, not in two years, right now. All right, gun, gun to your head, Bobby. Do the Celtics make a deal at, at the deadline? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. I, I know every year we hear these rumors, but I feel like this year is a little different where it's not just like, oh, they're interested. We're actually talking deals that are on the table and things like that for this team right now. I do think a move is coming. I actually was reading something saying that if the Celtics weren't interested in other players, Aaron Gordon would probably already be here. But the fact is that the Celtics do want to make other moves. So they're trying to get third teams involved. They're trying to do other things to add on to that. So I do think that something is coming. I, I don't know how much is going to help. I don't know if Brad is going to be the guy that can even get this team even with a move to that level. But yeah, a move's coming. What you just said, that little snippet that you just said about the Celtics wanting to get another, like a third team involved is the exact reason why I do not think anything's going to happen. I think Danny, for some reason, he just doesn't want to deal with one other team. With one other team, He wants, well, I'll trade with Orlando as long as Atlanta gets involved and then they can get this and we can get that. Dude, if you want Aaron Gordon, just go fucking get him. Get him. That way, we're not reading Friday afternoon about all the reasons as to why this trade did not go through. I don't think they're going to trade. I, I think... Friday afternoon. I hope I'm wrong. Please, if I am wrong, share this with all your friends and say, listen to this moron talk about basketball. But I have a sneaking suspicion Friday afternoon, the starting lineup for your Boston Celtics will very much resemble the starting lineup. For- no, but no, just, I want to keep, I want to add on to Craig's point because, like I said, it really was profound. But I don't know, man. I, as far as that golden calf thing, let's just make it plain and simple. Bill Belichick has won six. And after him going to 79 last year, Folks was at Gillette Stadium knocking on the door outside of Red Robin. And it's like, yo, you got to go. <laughs> it's over. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so if, if they're, if they're, so if people are at Red Robin and at, you know, at Patriot Place having the time in their lives and enjoying the Patriot experience at the Patriots Pro Shop, we thank you for coming into the Patriots Pro Shop. They're, that's what, that's what, that's what's going on. People was outside with the pitchforks ready to get Bill out of there. So if Bill is not, un- not untouchable to folks, we think Horseshoes is. Mm. Get get it together, Celtics fans. Immediately, get it get it together, like now. Like if you if Bill was on the hot seat after going seven to nine, you know because you let go of the greatest quarterback of all time, walk you know literally walk down to Tampa and he wins another Super Bowl. What makes y'all think that Horseshoes is not untouchable? I I just I don't I don't understand that. So you know get it together. Horseshoes, like I said, I'm done with you. Like I said, you would no longer be known to me as Brad Stevens. You know, even though you know your initials do fit what's going on with the Celtics, it is a bunch of BS. But yeah, I'm just I'm here for it. Like I said, horseshoes, you got to go. I'm done. So, it's like you bring up the thing that they think horseshoes is untouchable. All this 
<laughs> they think everyone's untouchable. That's the right. thing. Oh, like, yes. It's like, oh it's like the Celtics oh my God. need to oh. make a trade, but, but so do, you, do not Bobby, trade we can't, any. We can't. Bro. <laughs> I know. That's snuck in. It's snuck in a little for you, though, Bobby. Earlier, than, you're like, well, I don't know if I would trade Marcus for that. Well, he was saying for those guys, not necessarily. He was saying for those guys, not in general, just for those guys. But, hey, he convinced me. He convinced me. Listen, I, the more I look into Aaron Gordon, the more I'm, I'm, I'm into it now. I didn't think he could shoot. I really didn't think he could shoot. If Aaron Gordon can shoot, he is the kind of guy we need because he's athletic, he's big, he's strong. And if he can shoot the ball, that's a game changer right there. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I still rather Vucevic, and we didn't bring his name up. Vucevic, to me, that's my kind of guy. Some of he's you know he's a little bigger than Gordon. Now obviously he's not as mobile as Gordon, but you know someone that's getting twenty four and ten, he shoots well from the three. He rebounds really well. Like that, his spacing on the floor would help Jalen because you're bring you're bringing out. I mean, granted, I'm, you're not going to face a really good Barry type night, but say say if you're playing you're playing Philly, and now MB got a guard on the three point line. Now Tatum and Brown and Walker or whoever got they have more driving lanes now right yep. so to me that's what you have to think about you can't think about well you can't think about game 45 and like well if we trade for so-and-so right now it may not be good you gotta think about if i make the playoffs and we face this particular team can we create matchups that's going to work in our favor or you could go back to october and you know one shout out to dk i'll give you credit for this you go back and you don't do the tristan thompson signing and you say you know what i'm just going to go get miles turner who can block shots but also hit threes so some, something's got to give here Something's got to give. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, th- th- that'll do it. So, thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Celtic Pride. I mean, uh, we we had a really good time of talking. Just everything is just so happy. Yeah, that, that's the title right Great there. Movie. That's good. So, Celtic movie. Pride. Yeah. Everything's just so happy yeah. here. So, uh, uh, for for Rayshon Buchanan and the real BK Bob Kelly, Craig D'Alessandro, thank you all for listening to this edition of Missing the Point. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. ElectroCast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just it. No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.